BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Balanced Mind Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger. And today you've got me all by myself for a solo episode. I'm actually coming to you from my bed I have quite the situation over here. It's so comfy. So I have my pregnancy pillow behind me, which I highly recommend. Even if you're not pregnant, it's so comfortable. I don't know how I'm ever going to sleep without it after pregnancy. So I probably won't. I also have my Barefoot Dreams blanket. This is not a sponsorship. I finally gave in and bought the Kardashian favorite, the cheetah print Barefoot Dreams blanket. It's so soft. It's so cozy. I'll probably get 10 more now that I have one because I love it. Hudson loves it. I know the baby's going to love it. And I'm just all about being cozy right now and soaking into this time, this holiday season. I can't believe this episode's coming out Thanksgiving week. I am recording this pretty early. So by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, let's see here, 37 weeks pregnant by that time. Oh my God, that's so exciting. So I'm recording this just a few weeks beforehand. I'm leaving for Hawaii tomorrow. So by the time you guys tune into this episode, I'll probably have posted all about our Hawaii trip. And everybody loves to live through Hawaii photos, or at least I know I do. So hopefully that was all really good. And my goodness, today I really wanted to do a Q&A because we are coming up to just about one more month until my maternity leave. The baby's due in one month and one day. But we know a due date is really just a range. That's what I've learned from working with my doula and learning so much on this process. So the baby could be here anytime now. It's so wild. So we are coming up on my maternity leave. We talked a bit about what that might look like and we're still figuring it out. But at the moment, it looks like we're going to take a good several weeks off completely, Jonathan and I, to just soak in time with the baby and be super present and have nothing to worry about in the online world, social media, anything. Because the thing with podcasts, I just take... I take my podcast so seriously and I just can't imagine having episodes come out 
and having other people post about them on my social media and just not being present. That I'm, I've never been that type of influencer who can just let go of the reins and let go of control and sit back and know that everything's being taken care of. Probably something I can work on surrendering into, but I guess it just means you guys just mean so much to me and I can't imagine anything going on without me being there, me being present. So we're going to take several solid weeks off and then at some point what it looks like is going to happen is that Jonathan's going to take over the podcast like we talked about in the episode that we did together a couple months ago. You guys had a resoundingly positive response to that. Jonathan is such an overwhelmingly good host. Like he makes me look like I'm not even a good host because Jonathan is such a fantastic host. He's funny. He's thoughtful. He's entertaining. He's hilarious. Like he has so many interesting and dynamic friends in his life. So that's the thought that Jonathan's going to host a bunch and then... I have some other guest hosts who might come on too. Maybe I'll pop on if I feel up to it. The thing that I've really been leaning into, and I heard somebody else talking about this recently. Oh, it was Jenna Kutcher from the Gold Digger podcast. She was saying that it really serves her on her maternity leave to be able to have no rules, to hop in, hop out. If she wants to do a podcast, she will. If she wants to create content, she will. But without that, you have to kind of, what's the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Pressure, pressure, pregnancy brain. Hello. Um, without the pressure. So we're just going to release all the pressure and have a lot of fun with it. And before then, in the meantime, I'm so happy to do this Q&A to connect with you guys deeply before the maternity leave. I think I'll even do another solo episode before then too, to just keep cultivating this this close-knit feeling that I will always feel with you guys that I love so much. I just am so thankful. We also had recently our five-year podcast anniversary at the end of October. So my first ever episode was with my best friend, Brandon Cohen. That was at the end of October in 2016. And the time has flown. Life has changed so much since then. Early 2017, I started dating Jonathan. This podcast was new. I had a clothing line before that. Like everything shifted in the most beautiful and sacred way. And here we are about to have a baby boy. It's so exciting. So we might as well dive right into your questions that you sent in the really good Q&As. I have been prompting you guys on Instagram a lot, so I've saved a ton of questions and we're just going to try to get through as many as possible today. And also before I get into the Q&A, I do want to thank our sponsor for today's show. First up, we've got Beekeepers Naturals. I am such a fan of Beekeepers Naturals. They are so incredible. They actually just came out with a new product that I received to my home just a couple days ago that really blew me away. And if you want to learn more about the brand and kind of dive into the details of the brand, I had the founder, Carly Stein, on the podcast earlier this summer, and we talked all about natural immunity 
and her journey to starting this incredible company and just talked about being a CEO and a boss and all those things. I really learned a lot from her. So let's get into it. My favorite product from Beekeepers Naturals is the Bee Immune Propolis Throat Spray. It is a daily ritual that I use to support my immune system. And I like to spray it to soothe this scratchy, uncomfortable throat, especially during this season, but also because I podcast and I'm always focused on my voice. I've done a lot of work on my voice over the last many years. Um, I keep it with me on my bedside table because I'm in bed right now or next to my desk, which is no longer there because we turned my office into a nursery, but I always have my Be Immune Propolis spray with me. It also tastes delicious. You can use it just four little sprays daily, supports the immune system and helps keep you feel your best all the time. It's clean and effective. It really works. It's third-party lab tested for all pesticides and the brand is dedicated to sustainable beekeeping and helping save the bees. I also love, of course, that it's female founded. Carly is specifically just such a cool person and it's just become a part of my daily routine. So you might be wondering, What's propolis? A lot of people have never heard of propolis before. Propolis is made by bees and backed by science. Bee propolis acts as the bee's medicine. It contains crucial vitamins from vitamin B, vitamin C, zinc, and over 300 beneficial compounds and minerals that are amazing for the human immune system. Propolis is the defender of the hive and bees use it to protect their hive from any bacteria that might harm them. It's the whole immune system of the hive. And the cool thing is it works the same way for humans. So I just love it. It's so natural. Nothing could be more natural. They're made with clean ingredients, certified keto, paleo, gluten-free, natural, and completely free of preservatives, artificial colors, fillers, alcohol, gluten, GMOs, pesticides, and any refined sugars. So you guys will love, check them out, try the propolis, tag me on Instagram when you try. I love seeing it. Today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde to get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E. P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash blonde or just enter the code blonde at checkout. Start feeling better today, every day, and embrace that natural immunity. I love using natural products from the earth. I'm so passionate about it. It's ridiculous. So with that, let's get into this Q&A. It's going to be Uh, pregnancy Q&A, spirituality, just general advice. We could call it a Dear Jordan episode. I was was truly thinking the other day, it would be so cool if I was ever going to change the name of my podcast, I would change it to Dear Jordan or something like that, because it just reminds me of like those articles that I used to read, like Dear Abby, when I was a little kid. And sometimes I feel like that's what these Q&As are. And my whole purpose with this podcast is connecting deeply with you guys. So it's just going to be, I don't really want to say it's about any topic in particular. It's going to be about everything, but I did notice a lot of pregnancy questions and a lot of spirituality questions. So let's see here. This question is from my friend Scout. She says, how do you not let the fear of living with a disease not overtake your faith in healing? So 
That's a really good question. And I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast have suffered from chronic illnesses, autoimmune diseases, different things that impact our ability to be as healthy as we deserve to be. And your question here is about how to not let the fear overtake the faith. And I love that because fear and faith are on two opposite ends of the spectrum. And I believe where a lot of faith and a lot of love and a lot of belief in yourself exists, it just wipes out the fear. And I know that this is kind of hard to wrap your head around when you're really in the midst of the pain. And it's okay to feel that deep pain. I think chronic illness comes into our life to shake up our life and teach us something really huge. So when I had very, very, very terrible late stage neurological Lyme disease, mold poisoning, wasn't able to get out of bed. My life was completely miserable. Still traumatic to think about. Um, When I was very sick, it was hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I also had so much to learn. And once I really surrendered to what chronic illness had to teach me, which was so many lessons like, Jordan, hello, stop focusing on the things that don't matter. Stop moving at such a rapid pace. That's not what my soul came here to do. I was comparing myself to just this hustle mentality, this hustle culture that I don't align with at all and was just running myself ragged, not putting my health first, was also really wrapped up in people pleasing and what other people thought about me, what people thought about me online. Even though I thought I was so confident because I had this online business and put myself out there every day and was so vulnerable, quote unquote, and people would praise me and say, you're so open online and how do you do it? You must be so confident. I really thought that I was, but then I realized how much time I spent A, being terrified that people were not going to receive me well. So I would kind of mold my message around what I thought people would like, people pleasing at its finest. And then B, I would get really, 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 really upset, like obsessively upset about the mean comments or negative reviews or comments or articles or anything like that. It would really puncture my soul. I'm sensitive. And I think everyone who does get sick with a debilitating chronic illness is sensitive as well. So long story short, once I surrendered into all of these lessons, like I really had to break free. I really had to go deep into my own darkness and my own shadow to see that there was nothing to be afraid of. And for me, this took a lot of meditation, kundalini, psychic awakening. I chose the path of plant medicine, but that's not for everyone. And I don't even recommend it because not everyone, it's not for everyone in this lifetime. But I realized that I had nothing to be afraid of once I accepted if my life looks like this forever, because my biggest fear at the time was I will never heal. I will never get my life back, quote unquote. I will never live pain-free again. These rashes will never go away. I'll never experience energy the way that I used to again. If that's my life forever, then I'll be okay. And I had to really embrace that with full acceptance. And in a way you could look at that and say, well, what kind of life is that? That's not fair. That's not fair for someone to live that way. And that's true. 
But if you reframe your mind, and I really zoomed out, I went into this space where being human, you know, was like this light years away. I was so far into my highest self-consciousness that I could see that maybe if this life was was going to keep me sick, if I was going to be sick in this life, then I was going to see the gifts and the joys in it. And with that, I was able to let go of a lot of the fear because you can ask yourself, what are you the most afraid of? And you'll find out the answer to that question. And then you can really dig deep. Well, why is that so scary? And for me, I realized, oh, if I'm never quote unquote, fully healed, fully recovered, then I just have to live this life of healing where I have to live slower than other people. I have to be really mindful to not compare myself, to not people please, to eat really well, to not drink alcohol, to spend a lot of time working on myself, to go off into nature way more than a lot of other people I know and do the deep soul seeking of why I'm here. If I ever abandon myself or my passions or what I came here to do, my body will remind me, wait, maybe all of that is a gift. And so once I surrendered into that, I'm telling you, this is going to sound wild, but my life started to improve. And over time, because I wasn't harping on it so much, my health started to improve. At the same time, I don't want to discount the fact that I saw a lot of doctors, a lot of healers, did a lot of treatments. But the shift in mindset, moving from fear to faith, moving from fear to love, and then realizing my fear is really just existing there because it's trying to protect me from something. Well, what's it trying to protect me from? And once I realized what that was, I realized I can surrender into that and I can accept my new life. And I can also hold a vision for the future. And so I never stopped meditating and holding a healthy energized vision for my future because I knew I'm not accepting that fate. Like, yes, if I'm sick forever, okay, I'll accept it and I'll live that way. But I'm not accepting that as my fate. I don't believe that's why I came to this earth. I believe I came here to learn something. So I will learn it. And God willing, even if I'm kicking and screaming, I will implement these changes into my life from slowing down to stopping the people pleasing to living with more love, to working less and having less stress in my life, to realizing, shit, I live differently than everyone else that I know. I can't compare myself to anyone. Here I am podcasting from bed, but this is an amazing life that I've cultivated. So that's one, that's one way to answer your question. I feel like I could do a whole episode on transforming from fear to faith, especially with healing, but I really hope this helps. And if you have any follow-up questions or anyone else does, please just send them my way because I'm very passionate about healing and I'm here for you. You're not alone. You are really, really not alone. Okay, let's see here. We're going to do... We're going to do quite a different question here. And Jen, Jenny naturally says, what's your favorite item you've gotten? The baby. I mean, honestly, it's really cool to see the nursery coming to life. We got a really beautiful crib and changing table from Restoration Hardware in the color Silver Ash. And it just looks so cool. And we're putting together his room, which is probably going to be 
quite celestial, the celestial theme, of course. You guys know how I feel about that. And beyond beyond those big furniture items, it's just been really special to receive gifts from people in our lives who have kids or who have a vision for our baby and give something really special. So for example, my best friend, Katie, who I grew up with, she gave she gave us the first ever gift for our baby before she even knew the gender or anything, which was just a few really special books that were special to her as a child and some really cute clothes. And then at my baby shower, we had everyone bring a book, their favorite children's book or some kind of children's book that meant something to them and write a note inside to the baby. And that was hands down, like so special. There are so many books. We probably have 50. There were a lot of people there at the baby shower. But that's probably my favorite because each message in there was so touching from family to friends. Oh my gosh, my writing partner, Paul from New York, my dear, dear friend, soul family, wrote this beautiful message calling calling the baby, baby star seed. And this message that brought me to tears that I'll remember forever. And I'll look at all the time because we're keeping all these books. We're going to really raise him reading a lot of books. Books are so important to both me and Jonathan. So those are some. And then also my parents got us the snoo and I will report back about the snoo. The snoo seems really cool. People swear by it. I have a couple friends who don't like it um, for their particular baby or their baby doesn't like it, but I'm excited. I have a feeling our baby's going to like the snoo. So that's um, a lot of answers to your question there. Okay, let's see here. By the Brook says, advice for getting yourself out of a rut. You're my biggest expander. Thank you so much for that compliment. I'm honored, honored to, to be a reflection to you and any sort of expander whatsoever. Um, love this question, how to get yourself out of a rut. I mean, there are so many different ruts, right? So I feel like at all times, everybody's in a rut about something. Right now, I feel so in alignment with my truth, with my heart, with my passion, my career, my family life, my marriage, my friendships. But where I feel like I'm in a huge rut I'm just going to tell you guys, huge rut is with exercise. And that's because before I got pregnant, I was having a lot of exhaustion, just like emotional exhaustion. I feel like we were all coming off of a very wild, energetic time earlier this year. And I wasn't really working out much. And then, but I was taking for granted the fact that my body was perfectly capable of exercising. But now that Ever since the fourth or fifth week of my pregnancy, and now I'm pretty much nine months pregnant, I've had the most debilitating sciatica of all time. Like, I can't even get out of bed, really, um, like a normal person. I have to use my arms, the complete strength of my arms to grab onto my nightstand and push myself up. And like, I'm hunched over like I'm 95 years old just to walk from my bed to the bathroom. It's very intense. And I've had so many issues with the back pain during this pregnancy from back spasms at weddings where I've had to leave at like, you know, as early as possible before the dinner at the wedding has even started. And the pain is so palpable. 
So of course, I'm trying to take my own advice and surrender into it and talk to my body and learn about the pain. But it's been a true challenge because I have had a lot of health issues, physical as well. Um, But the back pain is the most physically debilitating thing I've experienced. It's given me a lot of compassion for people who are not able to be very mobile. And I'm really looking forward to physical activity again once I'm able to. My goodness, I miss it more than you'll ever know. So I can do stretching and yoga right now, but I'm in a huge rut because I'm just not used to I'm not used to being very active right now and it's really hard for me. So to get myself out of bed and do my prenatal yoga, my pelvic floor exercises, my short walks, I have to hype myself up. I have to be my own hype woman. And I'll tell you something that really, really helps me every morning is to journal my intentions. So every morning I do my morning pages. It's something from the book, The Artist's Way, where I write three pages, kind of just like a brain dump. And then after that, which is so cathartic, by the way. And then after that, I write my intentions for the day, my goals, and also what I'm grateful for. And when I do my intentions, I keep them really short and sweet. This is a method that I have found really works. If I, if I make this list too long, I'm just going to start disregarding tons of things on the list and I'm not going to do all of those things. I'm going to tell myself you can st- you can do some of that tomorrow. So I keep this really short and sweet. I mean like five or six things and I include I include small things like if I intend to clean out the refrigerator, that's on the list. And every day lately, my intention, because I know that I'm trying to get out of this rut of not being able to be very active... I'll put either prenatal yoga. I'm doing Obey Fitness right now. You guys should definitely use my code BALANCED for a free month of Obey Fitness. They have really, really great prenatal classes and tons of other fitness classes as well with amazing instructors. Um, Or I'll put to just go on a walk, go on a short, brief walk, 30 minutes, listen to a podcast that inspires me. And then you know what? I do it. Like if it's on my list, I do it. Because something that I learned that I think is just so incredibly powerful is that the more that we keep promises to ourselves, the higher confidence that we have. So there is a study done that shows that people with the highest self-confidence and the highest self-worth are people who simply keep promises to to themselves. How powerful is that? Like all you have to do is keep a promise to yourself and you can go off into the world and be your confident, juicy, radiant self and create everything that you were born to create. And I know that's like a big leap, but it's really true. So keep your promises to yourself. Do your daily journaling and intention setting, whatever it is that you're trying to get out of a rut, whether it's starting to eat healthier, just take it one day at a time. And each day that you get under your belt is going to help you so much and keep propelling you in the right direction. It's so beautiful. And then you create that forward moving momentum, as Abraham Hicks would say, and you start working with the law of attraction and the laws of the universe and calling in more and more abundance in that area. So first, it just takes, okay, some daily commitment. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Getting out of a rut, like it's going to take a week at least 
to get it in your routine. But once you do, you'll feel more powerful no matter how hard it is for you. You're going to be so proud of yourself and that's what you deserve. Okay, next question. This is from M. Jade McD. What is your human design profile? Do you have any good resources for learning more? Yes. So my human design profile, I am a 4-6 reflector. Learning that I'm a reflector has impacted my life in every way possible. This is actually what gave me the permission all those years ago to slow down, to live differently, to not compare myself so much to other people. Because reflectors in human design, we are the 1%. Our entire, entire chart of our body is fully open chakras. So there's nothing colored in. Like if you look at a human design chart, some people are full of color. Some people are full of Um, you know, certain colored in chakras like the sacral, the spleen, the root, the solar plexus, ego, throat, etc. Crown chakra. Well, a reflector is wide open. And so that's why people like me, people who are reflectors, we are so excessively sensitive to other people's energy. So I have to have more energy boundaries when I go out in public recently, Jonathan and I have been going to so many like weddings and parties and it's been so much fun. But I notice we come home and he is able to fall asleep immediately. And I lay awake feeling everything from where we've just been, like feeling the emotions, the thoughts, the feelings, the woes, the anxiety, the conversations of each person that I've talked to throughout the entire night. Um, And I will lay awake, I kid you not, from midnight until 6 a.m. recounting every conversation. And it's like my energy is still with the other people and their energy is still with me. So that's why I have to be a lot better about my boundaries. And that doesn't mean like don't talk to those people. I love it. I'm a very social person. But to know that when I get home, I can cut the cord. I can cleanse my own energy and step back into my own space. So I have some meditations that I do, some breathwork reminders that I do for that. I'll use some Palo Santo or some sage And now that we're talking about it, this is just a good reminder to me that I can be a lot better about that. Um, It's not been one of my priorities lately, and I really need to make it a priority again. So some other stuff with my human design profile, my digestion, which is the best way for me to eat, is calm atmosphere. It's best for me to eat alone or in a very quiet place. That has changed my life. Um, my emotions. So in human design, I'm a non-emotional being, but that's because that just means that your natural state is cool, calm, and collected. You only feel things when something around you is happening that makes you feel a certain way. So we really pick up on what other people are feeling. Um, You can feel too emotional. You can sometimes feel not very emotional. I swear I always feel too emotional. But that's part of what being non-emotional in human design means. My manifestation process is specific. Um, So when I'm manifesting, it's good for me to get extremely specific. Like not just I'm trying to manifest a beautiful home, but I'm trying to manifest a beautiful home in Topanga Canyon with lots of light and lots of plants, four bedrooms, four bathrooms. Like you can tell I've given this a lot of thought. Um, 
and, you know, imagine my family there and get really specific. And when's it going to come to us? All those things. That's how I manifest best. And that is part of my human design profile. So the other half of your question is, do I have good resources for where you can learn more? And the answer is yes. My best friend, Jenna Zoe, she created an app called My Human Design. It is an incredible app that you can find in the app store. I'm actually looking at my chart right now. That's why I'm able to read all of this to you guys with such specificity. And on her app, there's a tip of the day there's playlists. You can listen to all the details about your type and your authority and like your numbers. And you can also connect with other people on the app. There's incredible stuff. And then you can also just go to her website, myhumandesign.com and use her software to look up your human design. If you're listening to me right now and you're like, I have no idea what my human design is, but I want to know. And all you need to know is your birth time, your birthplace and your birthday. So go dig up that birth certificate and look yourself up. It's so much fun. It has really changed my life. And yes, Jenna is amazing. She puts so much work into the app. So you guys should definitely check it out. Um, Okay, let's see here. A lot of people said, how are you coping with birth anxieties? This one specifically is from Mary Beth Savoy. And yes, I mean, thinking about birth is so interesting because on the one hand, I'm so excited. I'm definitely intending on going into it with, you know, not a lot of fear, a lot of surrender to whatever the process is supposed to be. I have an incredible doula as well as, of course, Jonathan, who will be there. And we have a birth plan that we're we're kind of keeping private for now, just because some things do feel really good to keep private. But um, I'm heading into it knowing that our bodies were designed to do this, that my body, although I have had health complications in the past, is no different from anyone else. And my body was designed to do this, that this 10 months process of pregnancy. Cause yes, it is 10 months, not nine. Biggest myth ever. Um, prepares, prepares our body for birth and for the portal of birth. It's, it's something that I intend to approach in a way, a similar way to how I have approached plant medicine ceremonies that I have done. Um, because from the way that birth has been described to me, it always reminds me of a plant medicine ceremony. It's like, your initiation. It's so hard. There is nausea involved. There's severe discomfort and physical pain at times. There is this beautiful blessing waiting to come through. And you have to go into this other realm, this heavenly realm, to basically get your baby and bring bring the baby to this realm. That's the way I look at birth. And from all of the classes I've been taking with my doula and with another doula who I love a lot. It's just a topic of conversation that that has been swirling around a lot. And I've seen how spiritual the birth process can be. So that's what I really want to stay in. I want to go into it with my mantras, with my reminders that I am so strong. I can do anything for short periods of time. And I'm so ready to meet my baby. So most of all, I'm excited. Do I have anxiety about the birth process? Yes, of course. I mean, 
I don't want to tear. I don't want to have severe pain. I don't want to have complications, but I am trying to surrender into the process and know that all of the countless women who have come before me and who are doing it now are crushing it. And if they can do it, I can do it. And ultimately, I just have a feeling and I'm holding this really high vision that it's going to be a really beautiful experience for me. It's kind of the only thing that I'm going to call into my existence. At the same time, I know that we can't necessarily control the birth plan. So whatever happens, happens. And I'm along for the ride. I feel really supported with my doula, doctors, Jonathan, et cetera. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I would say just because you're looking for tips to, to get rid of that anxiety, just lean into your spirituality, whatever that means to you, whether you're into meditations, hypnobirthing, leaning on your partner, treating it as a ceremonial, um, a ceremonial treat where you get to head into this other realm and bring your baby back and also know that you're, you can withstand pain. I have a very high pain tolerance and I have a feeling this is going to be like no other. So you just know that you can withstand it. You got this. It's amazing. Yay. Okay. So Kate says, are you doing any visualizations to prepare for the birth portal? Yes. Just to kind of tack on to that other question, I'm only visualizing the highest and greatest good for this birth, whatever it's supposed to be. However, this baby spirit is meant to come into the world. Um, I'm visualizing peace, lots of good music, good love, good smells, like all my favorite candles, Palo Santo, lots of massage, my birthing ball. I'm just picturing it to be this portal, this really exciting portal. It gives me chills to think about. I'm actually so excited and just visualizing that it's going to go well. And then that is what I'm calling in. That's what I'm manifesting. That's the vibration that I'm aligning with. And I'm very, very, very much looking forward to it. Um, Okay, this is a funny question because a lot of people asked, um, a lot of people want to know how much weight have you gained? What is the number on the scale? And I'm not going to answer that because we are all so different. And the last thing that I would want is for anyone to compare themselves to my body and the number on the scale because... What I've learned from all my research with all of this is that it's just supposed to be different for each person, like also depending on if you're having a boy or a girl. So I feel really lucky at this time that the boy hormones within me, um, because of my baby boy, are causing that pregnancy glow. And I haven't had a whole lot of extra weight gain other than, of course, you know, this baby bump, which now feels huge and all of the excess blood volume and water retention and everything that comes along with it. Um, but I feel really good in my body during this pregnancy. And what I will say to answer that question is I'm definitely within the healthy range of weight gain. I, in the beginning, I remember thinking there's no way that at the end of pregnancy, you gain like a couple pounds a week. That's just, there's no way, but actually that is true. So, so much of the weight gain actually happens at the end of the pregnancy and I'm just embracing it. I have no issue 
with kind of looking at the scale. I know a lot of people are like, no, I told my doctor or my midwife not to weigh me, but that's not how I feel. I'm really open to looking at the scale. I'm like in awe of this whole experience. So I would just say, if you're asking that question because you are curious or because you're worried about your own body in pregnancy, just lean into whatever your body is asking for, whatever your body needs. Eat all the extra food, nourish yourself. This is your time. This is your time to prepare for your baby. And I can tell you, like I say this also when I found the celestial diet, the healthiest way for me to be eating in my body Like the number on the scale stopped mattering to me. It's so much more about how I feel. So even in pregnancy, if I have a day where I feel excessively bloated and my face feels puffy and I've eaten such salty food, I will take a day and do the opposite to start feeling good again. And that's something I definitely want to get across is that pregnancy for me, I've always viewed pregnancy not as a time to let yourself go, let your routines go, let your rituals go, your healthy food, all the things that you know make you feel amazing because they're going to make your baby feel amazing too. So my biggest tip is to just keep living that healthy, vibrant lifestyle that you can cultivate before pregnancy. And I promise you will have a good experience in your body and in your mind. Um, And of course, there will be challenges. I've had so many. So it's not like that just makes it perfect, but it helps. It certainly helps. Okay. Fearlessly Sassy says, do you watch TV? Yes, I do. People are surprised to learn this about me. I spent so many years not watching any TV at all, which was amazing. Like I didn't miss it. I, when I lived alone before I lived with Jonathan, I, um, never used my TV once. I remember going to what's it called? Costco and buying a TV And, um, literally I didn't know how to turn it on. So no, I used to not watch TV at all, but when Jonathan and I got more serious in our, in our dating, we started watching all these shows together. It became such a thing that we would do together, you know, just kind of like late at night before we go to sleep. We also read a lot, um, depends on what we're in the mood for. And then when I was water fasting for healing, I watched a lot of TV. That's when I got really into TV. My mom has always been a reality TV person. So I texted my mom and was like, what should I watch at the water fast to just zone out? I don't want to think about anything. I don't want to watch anything sad. I want to just like live vicariously through someone else's life and be entertained. That's when I got really into reality TV. And I'm obsessed with Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We could talk about reality TV for days, all of the Bravo shows. Um, I also like really interesting um, docu-series, documentaries. There's so many amazing shows now. I feel like TV has just gotten better over the years. Like for a while, I thought TV was so boring and I was probably right. But these days, TV is amazing. It's like just another art form. It's so fascinating to me. So yes, I watch TV. I don't think it's like unspiritual to watch TV. I think you can be a multifaceted human being and enjoy it all. Um, And yes, if you guys are also Bravo fans, Vanderpump Rules fans, you got to hit me up on Instagram and tell me. I still want to have 
Vanderpump Rules person on the show, any of them, like seriously, let's make this happen. And I also had a real housewife that was supposed to come on the show not long ago. And she had to reschedule a bunch of times. And then eventually she just like kind of ghosted us, although it was her team who pitched her to come on the show. So that was kind of sad, but you know, maybe it will still happen. Um, So yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm so into it. I love escaping into other people's lives. It even inspires me in a way, like it gives me ideas. It gives me ideas for characters to write about in my books. It's a lot of fun. Um, okay. Let's see here. Everyone's been asking me cause I talk a lot about CBD. You guys know, I love cured nutrition, cured nutrition, CBD code blonde. Um, everyone asks, is CBD okay during pregnancy? And that's just a really personal thing. I would talk to your doctor. I can't really answer that question for you. Um, I have not ingested CBD during my pregnancy. So like I'm not drinking any CBD drinks right now. I'm not taking any tinctures right now. But what I do use is my CBD infused pain salve, which is kind of like a lotion. And I use that every day and that's been completely fine. I don't put it like directly on my stomach. I'm sure that would maybe be okay too. I put it on my back, my arms, my neck, and it's a personal thing. I've been more cautious in this pregnancy than I thought I would be. I'm not a cautious person, especially, I mean, I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel to society in all ways, but with this baby inside of me, I've been more cautious. So my two tips are to listen listen to your intuition and talk to your doctor when it comes to things that you're iffy about. Like there were things that I didn't think that I could take at all in the beginning of my pregnancy that I wouldn't touch and I wouldn't touch coffee, all this stuff. Until my doctor started telling me it's fine. It's like completely more than fine. And then I started, you know, talking to my intuition about it and realizing it was fine. And then at a certain point late into the third trimester, my body didn't want coffee at all anymore at all. And I'm taking that as a whole other intuitive sign that it's just not um, not helpful for me or for the baby right now, for me, my anxiety or for my heartburn. So keep flowing with your intuition. And then with CBD specifically, just ask your doctor. I think if it's a really low dose and it doesn't have THC, then it's fine. Um, Wilderness Dawn says, do you and your husband use specific tools for effective and healthy communication? That's such a good question. I think we definitely employ a lot of tools. I don't really think of them that way. We have just learned how to communicate with each other in a way that really works for us. I think each relationship is like a dance. So my relationship with Jonathan requires completely different styles of communication than past relationships that I've been in because for one, we're both so sensitive. Like I realized very early on in my relationship with Jonathan that I could not lash out at him when I was in a bad mood the way that I could with other boyfriends who just, you know, they didn't really care or they didn't really take it personally. Jonathan took it so personally to the point where it would wound him to his core of his soul. So I have to be a lot more mindful with Jonathan, which has made me a better person, not to sound too cliche. It has really 
really made me a better person actually and made me a lot more compassionate and a lot more aware that even the subtle things that we say and do can really affect the people around us. So likewise with him, he has to be super mindful with me because I too am very sensitive and, um, Something that has helped us a lot is like not drawing out any argument just for the sake of like being, um, being right. And the other person not being right, like just nipping it in the bud as soon as possible. That's kind of something that we have, that we do. We do this thing where we say one, two, three, and then we kind of like press this invisible little button on the other person's heart. And that means I'm sorry, I see you and I love you. And it usually, like it almost always <laughs> makes the other person smile and takes us out of the silliness of whatever we're arguing about and brings us back into the present moment. Um, so that's been really beautiful. And we both have, you know, people that we talk to in our lives, whether for Jonathan, it's a business coach. For me, I have like spiritual teachers that I speak to. And we're always working on bettering our communication and just remembering at the end of the day, the other person's feelings are so valid. I think that that gets in the way of a lot of people getting along is that a lot of us think only our feelings are valid. The way that we see it is the right way. And being in such a healthy, stable marriage and relationship has been the biggest ultimate reminder to me that that's just not true. We all see things a little bit differently and we all have a slightly different reality, as crazy as that is to believe. And so I have had to just not be such an indignant person to believe that my reality is the only reality and just listen, just be a better listener. That's a really good tip that I have. Um, Okay, let's see here. I mean, everyone is saying, including the holistic honeybee here, can you talk more about Pleiadian things? Yes. So, I mean, it's so interesting. My relationship with the Pleiadians is so strong. Sometimes I'm channeling them all the time. I was thinking back to an era that a lot of you guys remember probably where I was channeling them on the podcast Every week I was doing Instagram lives and doing live channelings. And at this time in my life, I have felt the call to be so much more private with my channeling. And that includes, you know, with my relationship with the Pleiadians, not because I don't want to share it, but because it just takes a lot of energy to to channel out loud like that. And I was just noticing like, wow, I would rather channel what the Pleiadians are sharing with me into my daily writing, into infuse it into everything I do. So they're always infused into the podcast. I have chills right now because the Pleiadians, oof, they're always reminding me that everything I say comes from them anyway. Oh my God, I have full body chills. Maybe the Pleiadians missed being talked about on the podcast. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading lately. I always reread Bringers of the Dawn. It's a book by Barbara Marciniak. We can put the link in the show notes. That is all messages from the Pleiadians. And it reminds me a lot of just like everything that is talked about with fifth dimensional consciousness and Abraham Hicks, The Law of Attraction. I think a lot of channeled work 
does come from the same realm and the same dimension that the Pleiadian consciousness comes from. So the main way that I've been like thinking about the Pleiadians lately is I will come across someone in my daily life at a party, wherever I am, and I'll see these like piercing eyes that I would recognize from anywhere that are so Pleiadian energy and Pleiadian consciousness. And I know that they're always guiding me. For example, we've been house hunting and this will be like a little outdated of a story by the time this podcast comes out. But we recently put an offer on a house and then I was very iffy about it, but I was excited about it, but I was indecisive and I felt the Pleiadians guiding me, showing me there's a better house for us coming. And that was, that was brought into my mind again by my spiritual teacher and my medium, Nikki. She reminded me, you have so many angels and guides on your side. Don't question yourself too much. Um, And I felt like it was the Pleiadians that ultimately helped me make that decision to wait and to keep tuning into my intuition. And oh, it's so amazing. So soon we've got to do a whole episode on the Pleiadians, whether it's before my maternity leave or after. And I feel so much that the baby consciousness inside of me is super otherworldly different realm. So I can confirm that after he's here. And it's so, it's so exciting. So that's such a good question. Before we get into the next set of questions, I want to thank our second sponsor for today's show, Art of Tea. Art of Tea is my favorite tea company. As I said, I'm not really doing coffee right now. So tea is where it's at. Art of Tea is an award-winning organic tea company based in Los Angeles. And their mission is to impact as many lives as possible through healthy, delicious, and sustainable brews and blends. The founder and CEO, his name is Steve. He began the company in 2004 after forming his own passion for Ayurveda and alternative medicine. So we know Ayurveda and alternative medicine are two of my biggest passions. So obviously I really just appreciate and love everything that Art of Tea is doing, everything that they continue to do, and all of the amazing blends that they've created. They have an entire wellness collection with handcrafted tea blends rooted in Ayurvedic principles that are each designed to help target specific needs. Their wellness tea sampler brings together their cleansing tea, feel better tea, happy tea, and sleep tea. And today you can purchase that and anything else in the wellness collection for 20% off using the code BLONDE. They believe in only using the highest quality ingredients and they source all of their teas from the top 2% of all teas produced in the world directly from family-run farms. They hand blend and hand package all of their teas in-house in Los Angeles. Every time you order, your tea will be made fresh just for you. They have a collection of gifts, including ceremonial matcha, teapots, mugs, and a candle in their signature Earl Grey cream scent. I'm so obsessed. Like I said, everything's organic, so these make perfect gifts for the health nut in your family or friend group. Use the discount code BLONDE. It is valid for 20% off your entire purchase at artoftea.com from now until the end of January. The discount does not apply to subscriptions or wholesale orders, but you got to go on there, shop the wellness collection, and check everything out. I love them. So let's head into the next question now. Um, 
let's see here. I'm going to find another pregnancy question because a lot of people are asking how to not give up when you're struggling trying to conceive. And I can try to answer this question as best as I know how, because I do know what it feels like to want something that your body is not ready for or that the universe is not ready for. Um, And just to want it and be so ready for it and have your soul and your life so ready for it and not have it come. And although Jonathan and I were very lucky and blessed with how quickly we got pregnant, I did have those two chemical pregnancies that I talked about, which were really hard. And I have definitely been surrounded by other people in my life who have struggled with their fertility and have had other issues bringing bringing a baby into this world. So although I haven't experienced the really, really hard struggle personally, my heart definitely bursts open. I feel so much of that energy and so much compassion and love for anyone who's trying and struggling. And my biggest tip kind of goes back to what my what my advice was earlier with the question about chronic illness, which is that when you transform from fear to faith, anything goes. Like when you're able to see it in a way, what does this what does this lesson have to teach me? And no, like this doesn't mean that you have to accept and embrace the fact that it's been hard to get pregnant. I would never ask someone to embrace that. I think anyone should be able to bring life into this world who wants to. And it breaks my heart that that's not always the easy case for everyone. Um, When you can let go of that and know that, yes, it sucks, And it's okay to know that it sucks. It's okay to know that it's really hard and it's really not fair. And what are the lessons in this so that you can start implementing them into your life? And then somehow, one by one, see the positives. Even if you can't see them every day or every moment of every day, think about the positives. Like, wow, when when we get pregnant, we are going to be so grateful. This baby is going to be so loved. This baby's coming into a family that just so much wants to raise this child. We're getting our home ready. We're getting our souls ready. We're doing the deep soul work to call in the highest soul possible. Those are some tips that I have. And then also, I mean, these are more like tangible things, but like if you haven't gotten your hormones tested, I would recommend seeing a functional medicine doctor or a Chinese medicine herbalist or both and getting your hormones checked and getting all of that on track so that you know they are also doing everything physical to call this baby in as well. And again, I mean, because I haven't been through this myself, I apologize if I'm not hitting all the notes or speaking as eloquently on this as possible. But I do have a really, really good episode that I would guide you toward with Ashley Lemieux, which was, um, oh my gosh, when did this episode come out? I feel like it came out earlier this summer. I will find the episode number. So it came out August 25th, 2021. And the episode number is 250. And that episode is about moving through grief and loss, maintaining hope and finding the light. And Ashley went through a lot of fertility struggles and just speaks so gracefully about the entire process. So I would highly recommend, highly recommend listening to that. Um, And my heart is with you. 
The True Haven says, if you could start all over, what would you name your brand and what would you do differently? Love this question. So honestly, I'm not the type of person who's going to say that I would have done a lot of things differently because I do believe that it's all a part of the journey and it's all a part of the path. And I would name my brand the exact same thing that I did. So originally my brand was called The Blonde Vegan and I would be lying If I said I didn't wish sometimes that I had not changed it from the blonde vegan to the balanced blonde because I love, I love the name the blonde vegan. I will never forget the way that that came to me, um, which was when I was in college, I wanted to have a, a blog called the blonde yogi and I never started it. And then when I finally did start my blog in 2013, I called it the blonde vegan and it was so catchy and so cute. And my branding had this cute little strawberry on it and it was all about health and it just embodied everything I was doing at that time which was vegan recipes and this vegan food blog, even though my blog always also had a lot of lifestyle stuff too. Um, And then when I went through my journey shortly thereafter of kind of not being vegan for a while, I decided I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I'm just going to be the balanced blonde. And I love that. I love the alliteration in the balanced blonde. It rolls off the tongue. It's now been nine years or so of like, or no, eight years, because there was the blonde vegan first, of being known as the balanced blonde. So I wouldn't change that. Um, But I do have a lot of fun thinking of names that it also could have been. Like, I have always been obsessed with literature. It's so obsessed with like reading and books and writing. And so there was a time when I thought the name just randomly, Huckleberry Blonde would have been like the cutest thing ever. And I remember telling that to people and people being like, what? Like my friends, my parents, they were like, Huckleberry Blonde, I don't get it. But a lot of names don't make sense, you know, like (laughs) a lot of brand names. Um, So I always loved that. I think it's very cute. And also it speaks to like the, um, you know, like the vegan element, the earthiness, the nature. I've always loved Huckleberry Blonde, but to answer your question, I wouldn't do it differently. I would be the blonde vegan to the balanced blonde. I love Soul on Fire as a podcast name because after having my brand for several years, I started the podcast and decided, oh, wow, if I were to start something today, I would call it Soul on Fire. So that's what I did with the podcast. So I've definitely had the gift and the blessing of being able to do many things in my years with this brand. I also have had the balanced blonde spirit juice, which was my astrology newsletter that I did for a long time. I have cosmic soul messages on Instagram. Um, I know I'm going to do more with TBB spirit juice over the years. So, oh my God, I have endless ideas and I have this new project that I'm thinking of a name for now. Branding is my favorite. And what would I do differently? I mean, honestly, the journey really served me. I would probably not be such a people pleaser. I love that for all these years, I've really stood up for myself. I do not let myself get pushed around by brands. I really run this thing as like a very, very small, not one woman show, but, you know, a very small team show. And I really, I I love the way I've done it. I do. It really serves me in my life. Sometimes I see people doing things on in a different way. Um, 
And I just realized like as cool as some of that looks, I wouldn't do that because I love being able to podcast from bed and I love being creative and I love being able to do what I want during the day and not be tied down to a huge team. Um, I like being surrounded by incredible creative people who can enhance my team and my business and my life. But I've never been interested in being like a CEO, for example, at least at this stage, things could always change. So I I like it. And so I would just really encourage you to ask yourself, what are your goals? What do you want your every day to look like in your daily life? And you can make that happen with your brand. Um, Okay, let's see here. Okay. A lot of people have asked, what are your plans for postpartum? How are you going to support your body? So I have a postpartum doula. I've had such an amazing experience with my doula throughout this um, pregnancy process. She's a birth doula and she works with, you know, women in the prenatal stage and also gives some support afterwards. But she has also connected me to a handful of postpartum doulas. So I I talked to a few and I ended up hiring one who is going to come a couple times a week and give me Ayurvedic Abhyanga massage, which is the hot herbal oil massage, which is really good for rebalancing your body, grounding you after birth. Like the mother goes through so much during this time and postpartum is such an important time for the mother to take care of her body. Obviously, I can't speak from experience yet, but soon I can. Soon I'll have a lot more to say. And our postpartum doula is also going to be cooking us healthy, nourishing Ayurvedic vegan food, which I'm really looking forward to. And we'll probably draw on other support as well with maybe another chef who comes a little bit more often or some kind of postpartum meal delivery. Um, but I'm really excited excited to do the postpartum work with this postpartum doula as well as she does belly binding, which um, is like this, you know, ceremonial practice. Our bodies, our bodies are really going through a lot and I'm really looking forward to this whole process with her. I'll tell you guys more about it soon. Okay, this is a fun question about family. Instabia777 says, what fun things do you have in common with your parents? So the funny thing is like everybody sees me and my parents. We're such a trio and thinks that me and my mom are like the same person. We're so similar. We have similar mannerisms, similar coloring. We talk the same. We live our lives very similarly. She works with me. Like we do a lot of stuff together, but it's me and my dad who have crazy amounts of similarities. You guys, my dad and I are both reflectors. So as I mentioned with human design, we're both that 1% of the population reflectors, which is so rare. And because of that, we are really mirrors to each other. And every time I've done past life regressions or plant medicine ceremonies, I see me and my dad through lifetimes, him being my dad, me being the daughter, which is really interesting. And always learning so much together karmically, teaching us, teaching each other so much. Like I definitely struggled with my relationship with my dad when I was younger because we really butt heads because we're so similar. 
and he has a very, very, very strong temper. So when I was a kid, I thought this was just like the worst thing in the entire world to have a dad that yells at you, that loses his temper, that, you know, even to this day, I'm 31 years old and I cannot make a peanut butter sandwich in my dad's kitchen. Like he has to do it because he's very controlling. And if I do make it, he's hovering over me and there's crumbs and it's very stressful. So because I am who I am and I'm this spontaneous, free spirit, I'm very different than him in a lot of ways. Um, I don't have that, you know, the um, everything has to be neat and perfect gene in me, but he does. We have rebelled against each other in that way for my whole life. So we learn a lot from each other and not because we're different because we are freaking similar. And then my mom, my mom's a cancer and she's also a cancer rising Scorpio moon. My dad is triple fire. No surprise. Leo's sun, Aries rising, Aries moon. He's very intense. My mom is like this watery creature who's so patient and so kind and Honestly, she's just like a dream mother, dream friend, dream person. She's the best. Um, so what my mom and I have in common is that we appear on the outside to other people to be very calm, cool, and collected. But we both, you know, do have a lot of anxiety and that kind of thing. Um, I think I have a lot more than my mom does. And other than that, she and I are very different. She's very patient. I'm not very patient. She's very reserved. I'm not very reserved. But what we do have is that we have the exact same humor. So things that my mom and I find funny that like literally nobody else on earth would probably find funny, like we could laugh about for days and we talk all day long. She's my best friend. Um, I feel so lucky to have her, both similarities and differences. I feel, yeah, so grateful. I love my parents. I love the relationship that we have. I am the youngest of four, but I'm my only, my parents' only child together. So my dad has three kids from a previous marriage. And um, because of that, like I being the youngest and being at home with just my parents for so long, we have this really special bond. I always say I have the best of both worlds. I have my siblings and my nieces and nephews who are so important to me. And I have this like really unique bond with my parents because a lot of the time it was just the three of us. So they're very special. I know you guys love seeing them on Instagram and they've also been on the podcast a lot. They're the best. Um, Leslie Woodward says, how do you eat out? How do you eat out SOS free? Do you re relax and do your best with the menu or do you just order steamed veggies? So good question. It depends on where you're at in your healing journey. When I was really leaning on the SOS free way of life, which means salt, oil, sugar free way of life. When I was very, very ill, healing from Lyme, full body hives, totally debilitated, I had to unabashedly stick to the SOS free way of life. If that meant ordering steamed vegetables out to dinner in a salad, bring my own tahini and lemon for dressing, like I would do that. 
unashamed, by the way, because who the fuck cares? If people are going to judge you or people are going to think that you're so strict and rigid, they probably just haven't been in your shoes. And it's also fine. I would always go out to dinner for the company and for the social aspects and for the atmosphere and the joy, not always for the food. I actually, most of the time at that time in my life, preferred the food that I would make myself at home. I have so many recipes, by the way, for SOS free in the Celestial Diet and in my 22-day detox, if you guys are interested, which you can find on my site. But now that I'm pregnant and that I'm also far along in my healing journey, it was four years ago that I went SOS free and did that full out 100%. Now I can be a little bit more lax because I notice my body can handle me being a little bit more lax, which is why you guys now see me eating vegan pizza and gluten-free avocado toast and, um, you know, going to all these restaurants in LA and, and being able to have more variety. And that's because I put in the work for so many years with the diet, with the supplements, the lifestyle, the sleep, stress-free, everything. Um, and now, I think part of it is pregnancy because I have my baby boy's DNA living in me and he is not as sensitive as I am, you know, with food. I feel that already and I feel like that's such a gift. I have been able to be a little bit more lenient, but yeah, if I'm living an SOS free life for healing, definitely order steamed vegetables, order a baked potato. Sometimes I would call ahead to the restaurant or email or just look at the menu and like familiarize myself with what they have. And then in a very unabashed, unashamed way, order what you need to order. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day. People tell me, oh, I could never do that. My family would call me crazy, blah, blah. My husband would think I was insane. Well, my answer to that is do they have to wake up in your body the next morning feeling the way that you feel? I don't think so. I do not think so. You're the only person who gets to call the shots. So do whatever you feel comfortable with. If you feel like you can relax and indulge in something different, do that. And if you don't feel like your health is at that place, then listen to yourself because it's totally, totally fine. Um, Okay, let's see here. I think I'm just going to answer three more for today and I'm going to do them more rapid fire so that I can get them in. Um, Lyle, Lana Bianca says, tips on coming out of the spiritual closet with your newly discovered gifts. I would say do it. The world needs your gifts. You would be surprised and you will be surprised at the people who will embrace you. I've started talking to so many more people about my gifts, like my podcast, is a safe space. My Instagram is a safe space. You guys know me in that way. But at weddings and, you know, holiday parties, I've just been talking about my psychic abilities, my relationships with my psychic mentors, and it is received so abundantly well, even in crowds that I wouldn't typically expect. Um, So I think the world is shifting. And I think because the world is shifting, our positivity is extra needed. And for that reason, I say, just do it. The world, the world needs what you have to say. And if someone doesn't receive it well, that says a lot more about them than it does about you. So just, you know, move on to the next. It's totally fine. Um, Next thing, a step full of you, Helen, my love, says, what are three things you wish you've done earlier on in your career or life? 
Um, one would be stop worrying so much about what people think of me. What I think of me is the only thing that matters. And at the end of the day, if I'm proud of myself, then any criticism or outside no- outside noise or judgment just isn't part of the picture and not something that I need to focus on. Number two, I wish that when I was really sick with Lyme, I would have just given myself more of a break and let my soul explore what it wanted to explore. Maybe spend more time in nature, more time in places like Big Sur and Bali, just without all the pressure. Because I did do a lot of traveling solo at that time, but I also had endless freaking pressure on myself to create and podcast and work because I felt like I I had to keep doing that in order for people to keep listening, for me to keep making money. And honestly, I, I wish I would have been easier on myself. And I'm happy I'm saying this now because now is my opportunity to be easier on myself, especially as I head into this new time and this new phase with motherhood. And then number three, I wish that all those years ago, although, you know, I wouldn't change history, that I wouldn't have listened so much to other people's advice about my health because my intuition always knew. I knew that plant-based is best for me, but I was listening. I was exploring. I was on the journey of listening to a lot of people who were not my own Um not my own intuition. And that was really sad and really hard. And I wish I would have just listened to my intuition all the way through. So that's three things I wish I would have done sooner. The golden alchemy says, what prenatal vitamin do you use? So I have a couple favorites. I love the brand Needed, um, N-E-E-D-E-D, Needed. They are so amazing. I love their prenatal. I love their vegan omega. I love their iron and you can use the code blonde for a discount with them. They are pretty much game changers. I also love everything Mary Ruth's organics. Mary Ruth has been on the podcast. She was actually on the podcast when I was like four weeks pregnant and it was so special talking to her about it. I love her liquid prenatal liquid prenatal iron and basically all of her liquid supplements are incredible, including her liquid probiotic. And you can also use the code blonde with Mary Ruth's organics for a discount with them. Um, okay. I'm just going to keep answering questions like rapid fire. Cause these are some fun ones that I'm seeing. Um, fearlessly sassy says, do you work out? If so, what workout do you do? Well, as you guys now know, I have not been as active in this pregnancy as I wish I could because of all the pain, but I love Obey Fitness genuinely so much. And you can use the code BALANCED for a free month with Obey Fitness. I love their prenatal classes, their yoga, their bar, Pilates, everything just slow and low impact. I also love... um, walking. Although right now I have so much back pain, I'm not able to walk as much. And I've always been a yoga junkie. I taught hot yoga for many years. It was like the time of my life. I discovered hot yoga when I was 14 and it completely changed my life and impacted everything about me and who I am to this day. Um, So I will always say that yoga is my favorite exercise and mind, body, soul practice. And I cannot wait to get back to it. Um, after I'm no longer pregnant and I'm still doing a lot of yoga at home. It's just really, really slow, restorative and prenatal. 
Okay, one final question. I'm wondering if you guys can hear that my housekeepers are are cleaning in the background right now. I'm hoping not, but yeah, they're amazing. Um, I love them. I feel like they're listening. <laughs> They've been listening to some of what I said. Um, okay, so what's the final question? Um, oh, wow, this is actually a very intense question, but I would love to answer it. The Cove girl says, what would you do if you found out you had cancer? The first thing I would do is the Gerson therapy. I trained in the Gerson therapy when I was healing from Lyme and it's specifically for cancer and it definitely helps. Can't hurt. It is an amazing diet full of juices, healing foods, super specific, like find a Gerson practitioner, do the Gerson therapy. Secondly, I would read the book Radical Remissions and I would watch the documentary Heal, which was produced by my friend Kelly Noonan-Gorris, who's been on this podcast, and just fill your body and your mind with positive affirmations of stories of people who have healed. Know that you can visualize, you can visualize tumor shrinking, like There are so many things and I have people in my life who have been sick, who we've been working on these very principles and practices and also find a doctor that you trust. And, and I mean, really trust because a lot of Western medicine is going to have a one size fits all approach and our body is not made to fit in a one size fits all environment. Um, But do find a doctor that you trust so that you feel supported and depending on how rapidly things are moving, you can intervene in whatever way you feel comfortable and just know that everything is going to be okay. It's all part of the path. We've got this and I'm sending you so much love. So you guys, thank you so much for sending in your questions for this Q&A. There are so many more. I'm going to save them to do another Q&A soon. And I really hope and believe that we're going to be doing another solo episode before my maternity leave. But on the off chance that we don't get the chance to, I want to say here and now that I love you guys so much. I'm so honored to have you here listening Doing this podcast is the joy of my lifetime. It is the joy of my career. I love it and I love you guys so much. And even with this break coming up, just know, of course, I'll be back and I'll be restored and rejuvenated and better than ever. And I'll have a baby boy and everything's going to be great. Um, But I do think I'll be back for another solo and I'll definitely be back with more conversations um, and interviews before my maternity leave. So I love you guys. Let me know what you thought of this episode on my latest Instagram on the Balanced Blonde comment, as well as on TBB podcast. We've been posting a lot of fun memes, funny stuff, all the good stuff. It's been really great over there. And um, finally, thank you to our sponsors, Beekeepers Naturals and Art of Tea. You can find the links and discount codes in the show notes for those brands. Just know that supporting those brands with my links and discounts means supporting me and um, and the show. And it is just so unbelievably helpful. Um, it helps me keep this thing going, especially this late into my pregnancy. And also rating and reviewing the podcast and subscribing means so much to me. So if you do, send me a screenshot to jordanandthebalancebond.com so I can thank you and send you a free gift. 
And with that, have an amazing Soul on Fire day. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy winter, fall, whatever we're in. It's it's my favorite time of year. It's so cozy, so amazing. I love you all. And we'll talk next week. Mwah. 